Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Give, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Sarah Dash, A.J. Johnson, Willie Garson, Evan Tobias, Sarah Polson, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself, and I know my buzz warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm going to start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you follow up by clicking on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, that's S-P-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gives. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is mostly cloudy, 79 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again taking the time out to hang out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. So how is everyone doing as usual? You know, today here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's the first day of autumn. Uh, The temperature is getting a little cooler. Uh, The sunset is uh, setting a lot earlier. So, uh, yeah, happy fall, everybody. 
Um, also, today is an early show for us. Uh, usually we start at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Today we uh, had to push the show up a little early. Uh, I have to take care of some business this afternoon. But I'd like to say welcome. Uh, if you are new to Blog Talk Radio and this is your first time listening to the show, Welcome, 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 because Fast Entertainment has been here on the network for over 10 years now, so I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone who's been listening constantly, consistently, week after week for the past 10 years. So thank you for all your love and support. So this week, uh, we're going to be talking about, um, unfortunately, we got some sad news this week. We just lost three, three celebrities this week. We're talking about uh, uh, the um, one-third of the group, LaBelle. We're talking about Sarah Dash, the vocal powerhouse. She just passed away recently. Also, comedian actor A.J. Johnson has died. You know he's best known for Friday and movies like Menace to Society and The Players Club. And just recently, last night, we lost um, Sex and the City star Willie Garson. He has passed away. So, uh, I mean, it's incredible how, you know, they always say uh, celebrities die in threes. And this was just back to back. Also, this week we're going to be talking about, um, and I'm sorry, at the start of the show I got his name wrong. It's Tobias Menzi, not Evan Tobias. Tobias Menzi, um, he just won an Emmy Sunday night for Best Supporting Actor. And now he's, um, and he was up against um, Michael K. Williams. And since Michael K. Williams has passed away recently, he thinks that he deserves an Emmy and not him. And he wants to uh, honor his Emmy, he wants to give his Emmy to Michael K. Williams. And also this week we're going to be talking about actress Sarah Polson, who um, has played every type of character imaginable on America American Horror Story. Well, this time around, um, I think American Horror Stories is in its uh, tenth season right now, and she says this might be her last. And uh, also this week we're going to be talking about um, Elvira, who, uh, a.k.a. Cassandra Peterson. She just came out with a, uh, she has a new memoir out, uh, talking about that um, that she was in a relationship with a woman about 19 years old, 19 years, romantic relationship with a woman, which we didn't know. And also this week we're going to be talking about um uh, Jeannie Mai, she just uh, it came out and said to let everybody know that she's expecting her first child. So without further ado, let's get started. It's going to be a quick show, a short show, so let's get started. Uh, again, um, the one and only Patti LaBelle uh, sing, has called um, singer Sarah Dash Silver Throat. And there was a reason why she called her that. And unfortunately, she has died. Uh, the vocal powerhouse who gained international fame in the 1970s with the groundbreaking R&B trio LaBelle was 76 years old. 
the uh, Trenton, New Jersey native death was unexpected and the cause was unknown at press time. The beloved singer had complained to family that she was not feeling well in the days before her passing. Patti LaBelle, who remained close friends with Dash since the group disbanded in the mid-1970s, revealed that the two last performed over the weekend. And this is what Patti LaBelle said in a statement. She said, quote, we were just on stage together on Saturday, and it was such a powerful and special moment. Sarah Dash was an awesome, awesomely talented, beautiful, and loving soul who blessed my life and the lives of so many others in more ways than I can say. And I could always count on her to have my back. That's who Sarah was, loyal friend, and a voice for those who didn't have one, unquote. During the early 1960s, Dash became a co-founder of Patti LaBelle and the Bluebells after a few earlier iterations didn't materialize. And comprised of uh, the group comprised of Nona Hendrix and Cindy Birdsong, who would later jump ship to replace Florence Baylard in Diana Ross and the Supremes, the group first breakout hit was a rousing cover of the rock and roll standard, I Sold My Heart to the Junk Man. After gaining notoriety for their soaring vocals on popular songs as Down the Aisle, The Wedding Song, Danny Boy, You Never Walk Alone, and an uh, Evoked in an evocative rendition of Somewhere Over the Rainbow, the group refashioned itself into the glam rock Afro-futuristic trio LaBelle. Their 1974 hit Lady Marmalade became an instant classic, helping to usher in the disco music era. Uh, that same year, LaBelle became the first rock group to play the Metropolitan Opera House. The group became the first African-American vocal group to land the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. And the trio recorded five studio albums together before going on their separate ways and later reuniting in 2008 for their critical acclaim, Back to Now, Opus, followed by a national reunion tour. In 1978, Dash released a self-titled debut album, which includes the disco hit Sinner Man and Come and Take This Candy from Your Body. She went on the tour with Rolling Stones and Keith Richards' solo efforts and was signed to Manhattan Records in 1988, releasing the album You're All I Need. The seventh of 13 children born to a pastor and nurse, she always called Trenton, New Jersey, westward her home. Uh, in 2017, Dash was named the city's musical ambassador by then-Mayor Eric Jackson. She was among 2,000 honorees being inducted in New Jersey Hall of Fame during a virtual ceremony scheduled next month. Later Monday afternoon, LaBelle posted a video on Twitter of her and Dash performing a snippet of the group's signature ballad, Isn't It a Shame? And it is a shame. Such a powerhouse vocalist. And... You know, it, it's it's amazing. She was just like Patty said. They were just over the past weekend, just did a performance, and now she's gone. That's why it just you gotta live as today. You know that saying: you have to live as if today was your last, because you're not promised tomorrow. Because it's just incredible how you're here today and not here tomorrow. It's just incredible. So rest in peace and our. Love and prayers go out to her family. Also this week, we lost comedian actor A.J. Johnson. He has died. Johnson was best known for Friday, Menace to Society, and the Players Club. Anthony A.J. Johnson, who played... uh, 
Ezal, uh, Ezal, a homeless man with a drug addiction in Friday, and Eze in house party died on Friday. His death was confirmed by a spokesperson. He was 55 years old. No cause of death has been disclosed. And according to TMZ, Johnson was found lifeless in a store earlier this month in Los Angeles and rushed to a hospital where he was pronounced dead. Johnson grew up in Compton, California. His father was a co-founder of the Black Stuntmen's Association. In addition to stand-up, he appeared on television such shows as Moesha and South Central. According to a statement from his representative, they said, quote, he has left us with amazing memories of his laughter, dynamic acting skill, but most of all, his enormous personality and heart of gold. Ice Cube, who co-wrote and starred in Friday, paid tribute on Twitter saying, quote, sad to wake up to the news about A.J. Johnson passing away, naturally funny dude who was straight out of Compton at the same time, unquote. Johnson is survived by his wife, Lexis, three children, and his two siblings. And speaking of his wife and his family, uh, they're struggling to cover funeral costs following his untimely death, and this is according to TMZ. Johnson wife, Lexis uh, Jones Mason, told the outlet that the family started a GoFundMe account to help come come up with the funds for her deceased husband burial, but the donation had fallen extremely short of their goals to reach 20000 At the time of TMZ's report, the donation were near $800. As of September 22nd, the family has been able to crowdsource a total of $4,595 from the actor's fan base. Madam uh, Nior uh, followed up on the fundraised amount, and at the at press time, it had climbed up to $7,690. The amount is still far from their proposed target, and now Mason is calling out some family and followers of the star for showing fake love as they struggle to give him the funeral service he rightfully deserves. Mason claims she had to receive calls and text messages from close family members and fans claiming that they would donate, but now she says they were all false promises. Johnson's wife shared that she wants to want people to honor her husband and his legacy by contributing to the GoFundMe to help with covering their exorbitant costs. Um, Mason warns that if her family isn't able to hit their donation target, that they would have to resort to cremating him. Wow, that is so sad. Um, Sex and the City star Willie Garson um, has died as well. He was 57. The actor died on Tuesday afternoon following a short illness. That's according to People magazine. Garson has been suffering from pancreatic cancer and was surrounded by family at the time of his death. Garson plays Stanford Blatch, the best friend of Sarah Jessica Parker's Carrie Bradshaw in HBO's Sex and the City and his spinoff movies. He is set to appear in the upcoming reboot and just like that. He was photographed on the New York set of the spinoff with Parker and Mario Cantone, who played Garson on-screen husband, Anthony Marantino. Cantone shared a tribute to Garson on Instagram, saying he is devastated by the co-star's death. After the original series wrapped up in 2004, Garson continued his career performing in TV shows, including John from Cincinnati, White Collar, 
Whole Way Down, and Hawaii Five O. in addition to several movies. He was last active on social media on September 4th, tweeting, quote, be kind to each other, always. Love to all, approach kindness, unquote. Garson's son, Nathan, shared a heartbreaking tribute to his dad on Instagram Tuesday, calling him the toughest and funniest and smartest person I've known. Wow. So our condolences again to uh, uh, to Sarah Dash, to A.J. Johnson, and to um, Willie Garson. Even Tobias Menzies thinks that Michael K. Williams deserves an Emmy. The Crown star took home a trophy Sunday night for supporting actor in a drama series for his role as Prince Philip in Netflix royal drama, a category that was near locked to go to Lovecraft Country star Williams even before his death earlier this month. Menzies, who tweeted like Monday night saying that he was honored by his win, and that he wanted to dedicate his Emmy to Michael K. Williams. He said that his performance as Omar in The Wire is one of the great screen performances he will be deeply missed. Williams, who died of a suspected drug overdose in his Brooklyn apartment on September 6th, received rare rave reviews for HBO Lovecraft Country, on which he played Monroe Freeman, Atticus violent, cruel father with a lifetime of secrets and had been expecting to earn his first Emmy a bit a posthumous one. Uh, The 54-year-old actor had been nominated four times before 2021 for Best Supporting Actor in a limited series or movie for Betsy in 2015, The Night Of in 2016, and When They See Us in 2019, and for Best Informational Series or Special for Raise in the System in 2018. Famously, though, uh, William was snubbed by his work on both The Wire and Boardwalk Empire. William would have been just have would this would have been his seventh posthumous winner in Emmy history, followed by Ingrid Bergman, Audrey Hepburn, Raul Julia, Diana Highland, Marion Lorne, and Alice Pierce. Instead, Menzi, who was not present at Sunday ceremony, won also being the Handsmaid's Tale, uh, O.T. Fagbenli. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Max uh, Mengele, Mengele, and Bradley Whitford, the Mandalorian, and John Carlos Esposito's. I'm sorry, the Mandarin's John Carlos Esposito, uh, Perry Mason, John Lithgow, and This Is Us actor Chris Sullivan. Um, Sarah Polson's, who played just about every type of character imaginable, on America Horror Story isn't sure how long she will stay on the long-running FX series. The Emmy Award-winning actress has starred in all but one of the last ten seasons of the popular Ryan Murphy-produced anthology drama. And while the show has been renewed for an additional three seasons, Polson said that the current tenth season could very well be her last. While appearing on Watch What Happened Live with Andy Cohen, she was vague on the answer when asked what her next project with Murphy might be. Polson is garnering raves as uh, the infamous Washington, D.C. civil servant Linda Tripp in Murphy's Impeachment American Crime Story, which is currently airing on FX. 
Right now we have 19 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week between one, uh, well, usually between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern, I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. But today, this week, we uh, had to post the show up a little early at noon. So um, if you're um, missing the show or can't listen to the show, you can always tune in to the archives right here on Blog Talk Radio. Usually we post the show on our Facebook account, which, by the way, I hope you like. Uh, it's www.facebook.com thatsentertainment.radio. You can also follow on Twitter. We post the show on Twitter as well at That's Entertain One. That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertained as the number one. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto like the high heel shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O and the number 14. And you can also follow me on Instagram at T. Jones Gibbs. Um, Elvira is coming out of the darkness of the closet. Cassandra Peterson, the actress globally known as Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, is opening up about her 19-year relationship, romance, romantic relationship with a woman. On Tuesday, the 70-year-old gothic goddess released her autobiography, Yours Cruelly, Elvira, Memoirs, Memoirs of the Mistress of the Dark, in which she reveals her full story filled with intimate bombshells, and this is according to the publisher. Peterson writes about surviving a serious burning accident when she was just 18 months old, leaving her um, Manhattan, Kansas home at 14, and performing in Las Vegas just three years after that. Uh, this year, Peterson is celebrating the 40th anniversary of Elvira, the beloved horror hostess character that turned her into an international icon. But there's one important detail about her life that the indisputable queen of Halloween is only revealing now. For the past 19 years, Peterson has been in a relationship with another woman, her former personal trainer, who she referred to as T. And according to The Advocate, Peterson writes in the book that the two women met at a gold gym in Hollywood and started out as friends. Peterson, who only became involved with T after ending her 25-year-old marriage to her manager, Mark Pearson, said that their relationship began to change one rainy night when T arrived at her home nearly two decades ago. The two began living together, and one night after the two went to a movie, Peterson felt a surprising desire to kiss T. Today, after being together for more than 19 years, Peterson said that for the first time in her life, she is with someone who makes her feel safe, blessed, and truly loved. That's what it's all about, people, being with the one that makes you feel comfortable, that makes you feel right as rain, that makes you not afraid to be in your own skin. That's what it's all about. That is what it's all about, whether you're heterosexual, homosexual, bisexual, you name it. Um, Little Nas X um, has gone from uh, Old Town Road to high-end international fashion brand. And for those who weren't able to cop a pair of the rapper's controversial Satan shoes, he got another exclusive piece of clothing for you, and it's quite pricey. The Grammy Award-winning hip-hop superstar has teamed up with French fashion designer Jean-Paul Gaultier for a limited-edition shirt in celebration of his new album, Matero. The unisex long-sleeve mesh top is decorated with an ornate 
image featuring a shirtless little Nas X with angel wings surrounded by tiny winged devils. Elsewhere on the print are butterflies, flowers, and heaven and hell motifs. Made in Italy, the stretchy crew neck shirt costs a whopping $391. Designed with one of John Paul Gaultier's iconic 90 prints as its inspiration, the top is only available in small, medium, and large. Like the Satan shoes, only 666 of the John Paul Gaultier and Lil Nas X shirt were manufactured and is available for pre-order now. Delivery of the 100% poly-made, polymade top is slated uh, for sometime between August 15th through October 30th. Right now we have uh, 24 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about um, uh, Jeannie Mai. Apparently she is uh, expecting her first time. Her first, her first time as a mom of her first child. We're going to be talking about that because remember she was very adamant about not having children. But uh, I'll tell you what changed her mind. Also, uh, Ashton Sanders, he's going to be playing a member. Well, he's currently playing a member of the Wu Tang Clan, and he's getting ready to portray Bobby Brown in a new uh, forthcoming. Whitney Houston biopic and um, the oh hip hop group the Fugees they're reuniting yes for the very first time in 15 years all those stories and more coming up after the break so don't go anywhere
gon' clear up rumors hey. Where's y'all sense of humor? Hey. I'm done making jokes Cause they got full like baby boomers Turn my haters to consumers I make vets feel like they juniors Say your time is coming soon But just like Oklahoma Mine is coming sooner I'm just a late bloomer I done peak in high school I'm still out here getting cuter All these social networks and computers Got these guys remaining in the show that was the latest from Lil Nas X and Industry Baby which we just finished talking about with his uh, teaming up with the fashion uh, designer uh, John uh, John um, John Paul Gutierrez. Uh before we went to the music break I was telling you about Miss Jeannie Mai uh, now she's Jeannie Mai Jenkins she is about to experience the real when it comes to expanding her family. The Emmy Award-winning co-host of The Real is going to be a first-time mom. After previous editions, she didn't want to have kids. She and her husband, Jeezy, are officially with child. Uh, the couple started trying for a family near, nearly a year ago. Uh, Jeannie exclusively told Women Health Magazine that it was not easy, noting that she and the rapper opted for in, uh, in retro fertilization. Uh, she said that they both needed a bit of a uh, little assistance, especially with her being 41 at at the time. Uh, after receiving positive results from IVF just a month before her March 2021 wedding, the former fashion professional says she miscarried soon after. A week after their wedding nuptial, the wedding the newlywed bride discovered she was pregnant again. Thankfully, she had the support of Jeezy, already the 43-year-old father of three from previous relationship. And she said that he's an amazing dad, and it, it overwhelmed her with even more love. The couple went public with their relationship in August of 2019 during the Snowball Gala fundraiser and was engaged two years later. Their union is her second marriage. She divorced ex-husband Freddie Hartiz in uh, 2018 after 10 years of marriage, the first for Jeezy, the trap music icon formerly known as Young Jeezy. On Monday's episode of The Real, uh, Jeannie Mai uh, Jenkins, who is due to deliver, deliver by year's end, discussed how it feels to let the cat out of the bag. Uh, she was saying on the show that, um, you know, she was very um, adamant about not having children. She was very defiant. 
when it came to having children. And uh, she said that uh, you should never say never. You should never say never. And because of uh, the love that Jeezy has shown her and the, 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 the being in his presence and showing her love and grace and just changed her mind. She had a change of heart. And you know what? That's what it's all about. You know, we talked about how uh, Elvira said that uh, she fell in love with this woman and who's been together for 19 years and that how she knew that she was the one because she made her feel safe and blessed. Well, just like Jeannie Mai, Jeezy was the one. Because I'm going to tell you something, and I, I don't want to come across preachy. I don't want to come across as a prude. I don't want to come across as – but you know – when you met the right person. And when you have children by the right person, it makes a major difference in the world. Because I always see women, young women, uh, with these uh, their baby's fathers complaining about what they're not doing right, what they're not doing. And, you know, and because, you know, they get with these guys, all they want to do is, I, I find some of these guys, they don't want to get to know the girl. And all they want to do is just, you know, just have sex and move on to the next person. And then when there's a baby produced out of it, you know, then, you know, you're, he's not there for the child. He's not doing enough for the child. He's no good. He's making you sick. He's just getting on your nerves. He's just... And 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 I I I just want to say that it's refreshing to hear when a woman who decide who was so adamant about not having a child because she didn't she apparently her ex husband I guess she didn't feel like he was the right one to have a child by now he went on on with his life and got with some other woman and next thing you know they had a child right away. And I don't know, that might have been, I'm just speculating, that might have been the cause of their divorce because he really wanted a child real bad and she didn't. And maybe there were certain things in the marriage or something about him that she didn't feel he was the right one. You know, you you got to look and say, you know, do I want this man to be the father of my child? Is he the right one? But she definitely found it in Jeezy. She definitely found had a change of heart, definitely with Jeezy. So I'm happy for her, and uh, we just wish her all the best. And I know she's nervous, and I'm, I'm, I know she don't have a clue of what it's like to be a mother. None of us do. I mean, they don't. I mean, there's books out here, but when it comes to the real deal, you can't. You have to experience it for yourself because every mother is different. Every child is different. Every um, bringing up a child is different, you know. So it it will be challenging for her, and hopefully she has the love and the support from her family, from her husband, to help guide her to to keep keep the stress levels down, to make it. And you know, Jeezy, I'm sure Jeezy will be a big help because he has three other children. So he this is this is his fourth. So this will be. A walk in the party. This will be easy, and it's good that you know he had other children of his own to help her, to help her get through this. Because I'm pretty sure she's very terrified of becoming a mother, and we all do, especially if you're a first time mother. 
So we just wish them all the best. We really do. Um, also this week, um, we're going to be talking about the, um, you know, I just lost my place here. <laughs> uh, but this is live radio. Uh, a- uh, Ashton Sanders is uh, going to be playing a member. Well, he's he's going from playing a member of the Wu-Tang Clan to portraying Bobby Brown. The MTV Movie Award-winning actor, currently starring as Riz, uh, 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 RZA in the Hulu Wu-Tang and American Saga, will portray the Grammy-winning R&B bad boy in the forthcoming Whitney Houston biopic, I Want to Dance with Somebody. The new edition crooner and solo artist was married to Houston for 15 years, a union plagued by scandal and intense media scrutiny. Uh, British actress Naomi Aki will play Houston in the new feature, named after one of the Houston's first million-selling songs, which producer Clive Davis said will present the full story of Whitney Houston impeccably and ensure that it will be realistic in every respect. Uh, Casey Lemons, who helmed the Cynthia Erivo uh, uh, headline, Harriet Tubman biopic is serving as director of the film. And Academy Award nominee Anthony McCartan will write the script for I Want to Dance with Somebody, which deadline reports will be released on December 23, 2023. And ready or not, here they come for the first time in 15 years. Hip-hop group the Fugees are reuniting. The trio comprised of original members Lauren Hill, Wycliffe John, and Pros Michael announced Tuesday that they are celebrating the 25th anniversary of their seminal 1996 album, The Score, with a 12-city international tour. The Grammy Award-winning group will kick off on Wednesday with an intimate pop-up show right here in New York City as an at an underscore location as part of the Global Citizen Live Global series of concerts, which will continue until September 25th. The scheduled event marked their first performance together in 15 years. Fuji fans can earn free tickets by accessing the Global Citizen website, which encourages people to take action to end the hunger crisis and protect the planet. Following the New York City gig, the tour will continue on November 2nd in Chicago and make stops in Oakland, Los Angeles, Atlanta, Miami, Newark, and Washington. The group will then travel abroad to Paris, London, Nigeria, and Ghana. Considered one of the best hip-hop albums of all time by critics and fans alike, the score sold over 12 million copies and earned two Grammy Awards for Best Rap Album and Best R&B Performance by a duo or group with vocals for their contemporary cover of Roberta Flack's 70s classic, Killing Me Softly. Tickets for the tour go on sale September 24th. And K-pop group BTS went to the United Nations and gave themselves permission to dance after gently prodding world leaders to step it up on the Poverty Eradicating Sustainable Development Goal, SDG, particularly when it comes to climate change and preserving our planet for future generations. The over generation in the form of the wildly popular group fan base rushed the virtual stage with more than a million people tuning in as they addressed world leaders at the United Nations General Assembly meeting and uh, posting realms of purple heart emojis and other signs of e-affection. 
the uber-organized online community that calls itself the BTS Army flooded the United Nations official YouTube channel with messages of support. South Korean President Moon Jae-in introduced the pop star as special presidential envoys and, 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 and an exceptional, outstanding group of young men who are connected with the youth across the world. Connect they did, and subsequent videos of their appearance has been viewed more than 6 million times. And the video of their speech is topping 1.5 million views. In a seven-minute address followed by the debut of the music video for their hit song, Permission to Dance, which was filmed at the UN, the boy band touted the benefits of vaccine. They also spoke of the need to maintain planetary well-being and the importance of listening to the youth. They also noted that the impact on younger generations of growing up or coming of age during a pandemic. And hours after they were gone, the YouTube channel had dropped to its more normal 50,000 viewer levels. Uh, Since its debut in 2013, BTS has garnered global recognition for its self-produced music and activism, which also include publicly calling out anti-Asian racism. The band topped the uh, Billboard Hot 100 chart three times in 2020 and was nominated for music awards like Billboard Music Awards and MTV Video Music Awards. The group and its army also famously donated $1 million each to Black Lives Matter last year during the height of the international outrage over the murder of George Floyd. And, uh, yeah, you know, that is why I'm a fan of the group. That's why I love BTS. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm not ashamed to say it because this, this seven group of men from South Korea has done so much in given uh, not just being big time social media artists, but they 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 are aware of what's going on in the world. Not just because you know, and every we love their music, we love to dance to their music, we love to sing to their music, whether it's in Korean or English. But they do so much as to make us aware about what's going on in the world and how they always try to influence the young people to focus on the good, to love themselves, to be aware of what's going around, to have hope for the future. And with the pandemic and the climate change, they are the future. They are the future, and they always are so uplifting. They're always giving um, encouragement. They're always giving us that bright light of hope. No other band has done that. No other band has done that, and they are accompanying the uh, – and then now they're the um, current ambassador of the uh, – they accompanying the South Korean president as special presidential envoys. You know, they're the first K-pop band to ever do that, ever. So people might say, you know, have their opinions about BTS, but as far as I, I, in my opinion, they're the only band that is making, that's that's aware of what's going on. They 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 they're advocates of what's going on in the world, and they're making sure that the young people have hope, 
to keep their dreams forward, making sure they're aware of the pandemic, uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, anti-Asian hate, racism, you name it. So big ups to BTS, and uh, I, I, I'm curious to see how long they're going to stay in New York because, you know, uh, they miss, uh, they was, people were looking forward, and I know I was looking forward for them to perform at the uh, VMAs l- the last weekend, but they, they weren't here. So now they're here in town, so they have a very busy schedule for ahead of them. They're still doing a lot of things. And uh, they just also, uh, you know, they got that new remix of Butter with Megan Thee Stallion. And uh, Megan, who I follow on Instagram, just posted a picture of them hanging out, coming together. And that, and, and the, I think the Internet just went wild because, you know, they got that new remix of Butter with her voice, with her her rap version on it, which was at the time her, was it with the record company, the record label was not going to put it out. She wanted to get it out there, and they were giving her a hard time. So I'm glad they got to uh, see each other and uh, take a photo. Um, right now we got uh, forty. We got fifteen minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day. So don't go anywhere. Oh, yeah. 
that was Camila Cabello and Don't Go Yet. Uh, right now we have here about uh, 11 minutes left remaining in the show. Oh, speaking of Camila Cabello, she um, is in that new Amazon Prime uh, movie, Cinderella, which I haven't seen yet, but I heard is very good. It also stars Billy Porter as well. And they did a little uh, different spinoff with the classic story from Walt Disney, uh, they have her as a, a she has her own business she's a a, a dress designer and uh billy porter plays the fairy godfather so they they put a different spin on the classic uh, storyline of Cinderella. Um, it's currently you can currently see it on Amazon Prime if you have it. Um, I have yet to see it, and uh, I'll probably see it over the weekend. But uh, yeah, Camila Cabello. Uh, right now we got ten minutes left remaining in the show. Uh, today we had to uh, we're a little early. Um, we had to do the show at noontime because I have a personal business to take care of so unfortunately we wasn't able to be on the air at one today but don't fret because if you miss the show or don't have time to listen to the whole show in its entirety you can always listen to the show in the archives right here on blog talk radio or on our facebook page or our twitter page and that's uh, www.facebook.com slash that's entertainment.radio or that's entertain one. That's T H A T S, entertain and the number one. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, it uh, you know, it's, um, I, you know, this story is uh, <laughs> interesting because it's Drake. And uh, every time he puts music out, it just it becomes certified gold, certified platinum. Uh, he's just that talented. And right now he has found comfort in being on top again. His new album has remained number one on the Billboard 200 for the second straight week. The Grammy-winning sixth studio effort moved an additional 246,000 units after opening week sales of 613 units, the most of any album this year. Meanwhile, uh, Kanye West's much-hyped Donda Opus stayed in the number two position, amassing 79,000 units. Drake, whose given name is Aubrey Drake Graham, is also continuing his record-breaking run, dominating the Hot 100 out again, Hot 100 again with nine of the top ten songs this week. Way Too Sexy featuring Future and Young Thug. It's at the top of the list, followed by Girls Want Girls at number two, Fair Trade at number three, Champagne Poetry coming at number four, and Knife Talk hitting at number five. Drake possibly clean sweet of the top ten was in, uh, 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 interrupted by The Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber, who have the number six song, Stay. The other certified lover of boy track in the top ten are In the Bible, Pappy Home, TSU, and Love All. The follow-up to the five-time platinum certified 2018 Scorpion album, Drake latest features Jay-Z, Travis Scott, Rick Ross, Future, Young Thug, Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, Ty Dolla Sign, Kid Cootie, Cootie, and uh, 20 Savage, and more. The uh, Toronto native, native, also known as Champagne Poppy and Drizzy has received eight BET Hip Hop Award nominations, including Hip Hop Artist of the Year. The ceremony is set to air October 5th on BET. 
Drake, who's expanding his brand into sports with a recent ESPN partnership, has recently partnered with Nike for a golf fashion collection. The NOCTA golf line is described as a testament to Drake's admiration uh, for the game, and it's expected to go on sale September 23rd. And uh, comedian Chris Rock says that he has COVID and it's no laughing matter. The Emmy and Grammy winner posted his status Sunday morning with no other details. Rock told Jimmy Fallon he was vaccinated during a May visit to The Tonight Show. Rock also joked that he's pushed elderly people aside to get inoculated early. Also in May, he kid uh, he kidded on a live with Kelly and Ryan that he's gotten several brands of the vaccine to be on the safe side. Twitter user reacted to Rock's news with both encouragement and ignorance. Some wonder how Rock could have gotten COVID if he, he if he's vaccinated. Others explain that vaccinations don't stop people from coming into contact with coronavirus, but they greatly reduce the risk of serious illness due to infection. A Twitter user claiming to be a registered nurse explained a very simple concept in capital letters. Uh, This is what she said. She said, the COVID-19 vaccine does not prevent you from contracting COVID-19. It helps you fight it off more easily, reducing symptoms. And, you know, it's funny because Chris Rock said he once he found out that he contracted it, he said that... uh, uh, this you don't want this. You don't want this virus, and it's it's no joke. But because he's vaccinated, the symptoms are not as bad, and he still encouraged people to go get vaccinated, despite that he's uh, what do they call it? Um, it's called the I forgot the name of when you are already vaccinated. And you, you got you. It's oh, guys on the tip of my tongue. You, you're already vaccinated, and you got the symptoms. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he still, even though he got got it, he still said, "Go ahead and get the vaccine." You know, you know he's not out here saying, "Oh, I, I got the vaccine, and I, and I still got it, and I don't think you should take it because I still got it." No, he's not doing none of that. He's not doing none of that at all. But he, you know, he he did um, test positive, but his symptoms is not as severe, and that's the whole point. You want to get vaccinated so that your symptoms do, does not become very severe, and it keeps you out, keep you from coming into the hospital. You know, stay away from the hospital as much as possible. Um, right now, uh, we have four minutes left. Um, I, unfortunately, this is going to be a short show today. Uh, we had to start the show early this time around at 12 noon instead of our usual time at 1 p.m. Eastern. But I'd like to thank everyone who tuned in a little early today. Thank you for your support as usual. Thank you for hanging out with me on this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Sammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe. And I'll talk to you next time. Take care. <laughs>